Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Say welcome back. Welcome back to the to the Kennedy Kennedy Dynasty Dynasty podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Good job. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. I'm your host Allison, and I hope you enjoyed that very adorable intro from my daughter. So it has been a month. Yeah, a total, a whole month since I have spoken with you guys, and I'm so excited to be back. But first, before we get started, let's do our In the News segment. Big news story of the past seven days. Okay, I thought this was interesting. Joe Kennedy III is going to remain on Harvard's IOP advisory committee while envoy to Northern Ireland. I like to keep up with Joe Kennedy III, as I know a lot of you do, so I thought that was, that was really neat. Next up, this was big news while I was on break. Biden released most of the JFK assassination records, but still withholds thousands. So I'm going to read you a little bit from NBC News. It says, President Joe Biden's administration released more than 13,000 records of President John F. Kennedy's assassination Thursday, but it fell short of fully complying with the spirit of a 30-year-old law demanding transparency by now. With Thursday's action, about 98% of all documents related to the 1963 killing have now been released, and just 3% of the records remain redacted in whole or in part, according to the National Archives, which controls the John F. Kennedy assassination records collection. The released records included more information on accused gunman Lee Harvey Oswald and his time spent in Mexico City, but about 4,300 records remain redacted in part, with no record completely blacked out, according to the agency, and experts say there's no justification for withholding them to protect national security or intelligence gathering. Among the documents that remain largely hidden, 44 related to a shadowy CIA agent, George Joanides, and a covert Cuba-related program he ran that came into contact with Lee Harvey Oswald less than four months before Kennedy was shot, according to the calculations made by JFK researchers with the Mary Farrell Foundation, the nation's largest nonprofit repository of the assassination records, which sued the administration to make all the documents public. The foundation says the CIA is withholding most of the records at issue. So do with that information what you will. Okay, next up is our recommendation segment. Of course, then we would uh, recommend it. This week, I am recommending the restaurant Martin's Tavern in D.C., which we will talk about. And I say we, I haven't introduced my guest yet, but I will in a minute. We will talk about Martin's more as the episode goes on and highly, highly recommend you visiting there. I will put the link to their website in the description of this episode. Now for our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. As we all know, sadly, Barbara Walters passed away recently. And she was a true icon. So in honor of her, I'm going to insert a clip here of Barbara Walters speaking with JFK Jr. With his mother's death, John Jr. seemed suddenly more mature. The little boy America had held so dear was now all grown up. Famous children seem to have an extra burden to find themselves, to be themselves. Do you think you have found yourself? I think part of what famous children have is, is that they that they have an abundance of opportunity. 
-hmm. and uh, that life circumstances doesn't force them to, um, you know, choose. And and you got to choose. I don't think that I've seen as many of you in one place since they announced the results of my first bar exam. So, it seemed inevitable that his uh, fate nice and politics would one day intertwine. I don't know. What no one expected was that John would choose the role of observer rather than participant. In 1995, the son of the 35th President of the United States Thank unveiled you, his new magazine named for the first. Ladies and gentlemen, meet George. You have avoided the press, have now made yourself, in a sense, one of them. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can't beat him, join him, right? All right, let's get to it. I'm going to bring in my guest. He has not been on the podcast in a couple years, and it's not a slight at him at all. I, I, I've had people be like, where's Jeff? Why hasn't he come back? And I just uh, kind of started doing my own thing. And Jeffrey is my husband, for everybody that doesn't know. But he joined me for the first few episodes because I didn't know how to podcast by myself. And then I learned how to. And so I haven't brought him back. But here he is today. I'm so excited. Jeff's back. Jeff's back. It's exciting. And he's back because we are recapping an awesome trip that we took to DC in early December. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that we had a great trip and we got to do amazing things because I posted all about it there. And if you would like to go see our photos, you can go look at Kennedy Dynasty Instagram and follow while you're there too, please. That would be wonderful. But anyway, we're basically going to go day by day recapping the trip. Does that sound good to you? That's great. Did you enjoy your time in DC? It was an incredible trip. It really was. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back either. We always say that after every trip. But it's true. This one, this one, I really what, like DC. There's so much history there. It's a cool place. You can even yeah, and you can even go back to the same place and still feel like you got something else from it. And there's still so many places we haven't visited. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah, that's true. If we didn't live in Nashville, I'd want to live in DC. I've said that so many times. Maybe. Maybe if we like are loaded one day, if we can buy a Georgetown home. That's yeah. my dream. Okay. Deal. 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 Okay, so let's get started talking about Martin's Tavern, which was amazing. I've been wanting to visit there because I, I put out a question box for recommendations when before we left, and someone suggested that we go there because that is where JFK proposed to Jackie. So obviously, I was like, Obvious. book it now. And I had Jeffrey call before because he is a travel agent on the side. That's so random, but it's true. So he he loves trips, travel. Mostly Disney. All mostly. Mostly so Disney. So he was planning people's trips for free, basically. And I was like, you should make some money off this. And now he's a travel agent. Anyway, he called and requested the booth for us to sit in for lunch that day. And we got it, which was very exciting. So we'll, we'll get into that. Luis was very accommodating. He was. He was. So before we got to Martin's, though, I just want to say, allow yourself 45 minutes to try to park in Georgetown. <laughs> We only fought 15 times trying to park. It was bad. Well, we were trying to find free parking. Yeah. I feel like you should be able to find free parking. It's, it's frustrating. True. We had to park in a garage. Yeah. We, we literally drove around for 45 minutes and then parked in a garage and paid. It was that bad. It's fine. It worked out fine. It was beautiful. Everything in D.C. at Christmas time is so magical. It's just like a winter wonderland. I it wish was, I had this bar to go to. Every day. Yeah, but I'm talking at about, Christmas time. I'm talking about outside even. Like all the streets are decked out. Yeah. All the Georgetown homes were decked out. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. But this restaurant, as you just said, Winter Wonderland. Like you are yeah. in Santa's toy shop with booze. <laughs> it was great. It was like walking into a movie yeah. restaurant where it's so decorated with so much Christmas. It's almost overwhelming. It put us in the spirit, didn't it? It did. It really did. It was did. a great start. 
Okay, so you walk in and it's still, it's, it, Martin's opened in 1933. So it's got a very vintage vibe and it's all still completely how yeah we it was. asked it's still authentic it's authentic unreplaced because yeah. i was curious if the booth we were sitting in like was that the actual table that jfk and jackie sat at like i get weird about stuff like that so i asked and yes it is still authentic um the food was delicious i can't remember what we ate what did we eat it was what was it was something with like an english muffin with like crab on it and i thought people were probably yelling at us knowing what this is it's probably got a name. It was delicious. It was, it was some kind the of tavern drinks, special. I think or I got an old fashioned, maybe. Is that what I had? Or two. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you. I wasn't driving. <laughs> and then uh, we got dessert, I think. We went all out on this. Oh, trip I, I got bit. the bread pudding. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the history of Martin's, though, because that's the that's the drive there. Oh, that's of course. the pool. And it was packed. It's apparently just a really popular place in general. But our waiter was so kind and gave me a piece of paper that basically talks about all the famous booths in the restaurant. So booth one is called the rumble seat and it is where JFK drafted his inauguration speech. So that's just amazing to me. It says that he was seen writing the first draft of his inaugural speech on a yellow legal pad in this booth. And then you go to booth two and it's the Nixon booth. And apparently Nixon liked to dine at Martin's Tavern through the 1940s and 50s while serving as representative, senator, and vice president. He enjoyed Grandma Martin's meatloaf, which I love meatloaf. I'm a big meatloaf person. Yeah, you are. I don't know if that's like a southern thing in me. I don't know. It's definitely southern. Is it? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, D.C.'s not southern. And they serve Grandma's meatloaf. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's grandma makes meatloaf. That's true. My grandma makes the best meatloaf. Yeah, she does. Shout out Grand. I don't like meatloaf, and I like Grand's meatloaf. Grand's meatloaf is bomb. Grand's meatloaf and her fudge are two. Mm -hmm. I mean, just feed it to me every day for the rest of my life. Anyway, he most often dined with congressional colleagues. And then you move to booth three, which that's where we sat. And there's a little plaque that marks that JFK proposed to Jackie there. So this happened on Wednesday, June 24th, 1953. Jackie had returned from covering the coronation of Queen Elizabeth for the Washington Times Herald. And JFK popped the question in their favorite booth. Now, this was actually like highly debated for a long time, apparently. Um, I, I think I read that a lot of people believed that he proposed while she was covering the coronation, like over the phone. But this was put to rest when Marion H. Smoke said they were at Martin's Tavern sitting at the bar after the senator proposed and she accepted and the news ran through the restaurant. So very exciting. And it says Marion Smoke was the deputy acting and chief protocol for the president and secretary of state from 1969 to 1974. Then you move on to booth six, which is the Truman booth. Harry Truman like to eat there. Then you move on to booth 24, the LBJ booth, where he dined frequently. And then table 12 is the George W. Bush table, where George Bush, his wife, Laura, and their two daughters, Jenna and Barbara, sat and dined. So anyway, lots of history there, right? Oodles. Would you recommend? I 100% would recommend. Can't wait to go back. Awesome. We will go every time. Oh, for sure. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh-huh. I would like to try breakfast there. They had a good did breakfast menu. Did they have menu. breakfast? I didn't they know. They did. And I think they served everything all day. Full menu all day. That is awesome. Okay, so after that, the weather was perfect, in my opinion. It wasn't windy, but it was it was kind of chilly, but not windy. So it was yeah. really pleasant. And it was like scarf, sweater, light jacket weather, in my opinion. Perfect. Yeah. So after that, we walked all the way around Georgetown and did the, a little part of the Kennedy Georgetown tour. And I wrote down what we saw. First, we saw the home Jackie lived in immediately after leaving the White House, which was beautiful. I mean, yeah. all and of the this homes is like beautiful. a block, block and a half from the tavern. Right. Yeah, it's all Very right close. there. 
so that was a beautiful home to see. Of course, I've seen so many photos of all the homes. So it's kind of weird to put yourself there and creepily take photos of myself in front of the <laughs> The gardener was out front. He's like, oh, that's the other house. Yeah, that was really awkward. But I, and I still, I would compare like lights and see if stuff's still authentic and, and everything is. I mean, everything's pretty much the same. After that, we went and saw the home that she bought and lived in until moving to New York. And this home was actually a really historic home. I should have written this down, but go look it up. Famous people have lived there and it's it's a it's actually got a plaque outside for being a historic home. So look that up. I really should have written it down, but I didn't. So you go do a little bit of research if you'd like to know more about it. But it is the home that all of the photos were taken out front of where she was moving in boxes and everything and all the people were out on the street trying to get photos. And it's the one that made her decide to go to New York because there was just no privacy and so many people kept driving by all the time trying to get a glimpse of her or her children or anybody and drove her nuts till she moved to New York. But it's a beautiful home. That's where the gardener was that I kept trying to take pictures. And I know he was probably like, can you not right now? Um, And wondering why I was doing that. He's like, I see this every day. Probably, actually. And we didn't get to go to all the homes because we had a schedule. But after that, we drove by the home that Jack and Jackie lived in during the campaign. And it's the same one that they left to attend the inauguration. So we looked up photos of them leaving the house. And I don't know. It's one of those moments, again, where it was kind of weird to sit there and see, wow, that light's the same. The door's the same. Whatever. So beautiful. Highly recommend a Georgetown tour. You can look up online, too. All the Kennedy homes are put in a nice little document for you. And you can go walk around. After that, we went to our hotel, which was also decked out. Where do we stay even? I can't it remember. It was the JW Marriott, oh, which was that's right. very close to the White House. Very close and very beautiful. Reach out to me if you need travel agent, Jeff. I'll hook you <laughs> up. <laughs> but it was decked out for Christmas as well. But we had to get back to the hotel and get ready for the White House Historical Association holiday party, which I was very excited to attend. And this was Jeffrey's first event with me with the association. So I was excited. Plus one. To- Yeah, and I was excited to take you and let you meet some of my friends and kind of see how it was, go to the Decatur house is where it was. So we were excited. We got all fancied up. We went. It was a little chilly that night, I will say. And it was a lovely party. Yeah, you met everybody. It was great. It was beautiful. Food and drinks were amazing. Uh, Should we tell them about the advent calendar? Sure, why not? It's a great story. Okay, so super. we're so weird. But some of our closest family friends and our family – do an advent calendar, which Jeffrey's obsessed with Aldi. So <laughs> Aldi, Aldi time, Aldi, Aldi time. He actually has a little like quarter holder for his Aldi quarter that says that I'm at Aldi, Aldi time. Yes, it's it's a lot. But anyway, so every year we go and get the advent calendar and every single night of advent, the cheese advent calendar that is right. But we did wine and chocolates this we year did. too. The wine was filth. Do not recommend. It, it really was. I'm not a big wine person. It was though. just a waste of money. It was too much. Because you feel like you feel obligated to drink the entire bottle every single night. So every single night, you but have they this. they weren't even good wines though. And they do not recommend no. that. But the cheese is my favorite. So every night, along with our friends, we all send a video of our families trying the cheese. <laughs> then we do a thumbs up or thumbs down on if we like it or not, and we tell something we're thankful for that day. Every night for years, it's what we do. Well, we couldn't skip it. Absolutely not. Just because we're going to DC. So we flew with our cheese, cooled, chilled, and I put it in my purse and took it to the White House Historical Association holiday party. And my friend Lindsay, shout out, um, who I've met through the association, I knew she was going to be there with her boyfriend, 
So I literally sat down on one of the couches like, okay, Lindsay, I have something we need to do. And I took the cheese out. It was fully sealed. It's not just a block of random cheese. But it was now at this point a warm block of cheese. It wasn't warm. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal, but it's fully sealed everything. And I was like, okay, I told, I would give her the rundown of what we did. And she and her boyfriend participated with us and it was so much fun. So that's a fun video to have. And uh, I think it was a good cheese that night, if I remember correctly. Yes, that one was a good cheese. Yeah, we'll Next, get to the yeah. other. Did you have fun at the party? Yes, the party was phenomenal. Great vibes, great food. Uh, I think they had like a cigar bar. What, they yeah, had, they did. They had they the had presidential cigar- cigars out in the tent. They yeah. did. They had a, uh, ooh, the uh, Red Bull slushy machine. That was delicious. Fan fave. Yeah. Anyway, lots of fun. Loved it. Magical night in D.C. So the next day, we got up and we headed for the American History Museum, which is one of the Smithsonian's and I knew I'm, I, I'm not ambitious anymore with thinking we're going to tackle four museums. I knew that I would be in this museum all day long. I yes. knew it. So, and I've been before too, but it's still, I love it. So we went and I wanted to know your favorite part of the American history museum. What impacted you the most or did you just enjoy seeing the most? I think my favorite part, which you would probably guess would be the pop culture, most recent years, entertainment. The new thing? New, yeah, whatever that new thing was, where they had Kermit the Frog yeah. and Star Wars and like vintage movie props and costumes. It had just opened too. It was, it was that day. It opened that day. Yeah, it was brand new. So it was crowded because of it. But yeah. that was a really cool exhibit. Highly recommend. You want to know my favorite part? I can guess. What do you think? Well, it had to be the first ladies exhibit. No. What? I'm surprised you don't know my favorite part. I don't know. You'll you're going to say it. And yeah. Oh, it was the house. Yeah. It was yeah, the house. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So I love, of course, seeing all the Kennedy stuff. I love seeing Jackie Kennedy's gown, all the Kennedy campaign pins, memorabilia. I love all that kind of stuff. But I was deeply impacted by this one exhibit. And I actually have a little bit from the website about it because I wanted to share. Please read. Will do. It's called Within These Walls. And at the center of this gallery is a partially reconstructed house that stood for 200 years at 16 Elm Street in... Ipswich, Massachusetts. Yeah. Might have gotten that wrong. I don't know. And when she says me. partially reconstructed, this is the actual house. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And this town is about 30 miles north of Boston. The house and the exhibit that surround it tell the story of five families who lived there over the years and made history in their kitchens and parlors through everyday choices and personal acts of courage and sacrifice. Through their lives, the exhibit explores some of the important ways ordinary people have been part of the great changes and events in American history. So it was amazing. You start out and you walk basically fully around this house, as it said, and it takes you through these people's journeys and what they probably were doing and some of what they were doing. And it's just weird to sit or stand outside of this house that is real and really had all of this history embedded in it. I don't know. It was one of those weird moments. I do this thing. I think it's a history brain thing or I I don't know what it is. But when I see something that's really real and there and that real people lived through or loved or struggled or anything like that, it's really impactful for me. And I don't know, I could have, I could have stood there and stared at the house all day. It was really interesting to me. Yeah. There was some reality to it that really sunk in. That's what it was. Yeah. Cause I mean, through wars, through just trying times through, I just imagine my home and what happens and our family and the love and the struggle and everything that happens within a home. So one over 200 years, you can just imagine, Yeah. you know, those stories. I thought it was beautiful. I really did. So that's my favorite part of the museum. 
definitely worth checking out. Definitely. We have another cheese story for, for the Smithsonian. Always cheese. Another Friends Association who you guys have actually heard from. She came on and talked about the similarities between Kennedy and Lincoln. Haley, she joined us at the museum a little later in the day. And once again, I had some cheese in my purse. <laughs> it sounds so weird. <laughs> but I had some cheese and asked her. And she was kind of like, no, that's okay. And I was like, no, no, no. We're going to do the cheese calendar. You have to. So we were in a corner close to Abraham Lincoln's hat. Which I kind of felt bad for doing. The hat that he was assassinated in. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for doing the cheese calendar with Haley there because Abraham Lincoln is like her like person. Like she's deeply impacted by Lincoln. And she even said at the end of it, she was like, I'm never going to be able to come here and look at this hat again without thinking of cheese. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Haley. But it was fun. We did the, that was a terrible cheese though. It was. It was the truffle cheddar and it was oh, disgusting. That makes me nauseous even thinking about it but we were thankful for each other and it was a beautiful moment in the Smithsonian so yeah that's probably enough for the Smithsonian you think I think so and then what did we do do you remember we walked around we did after that Haley took us on a little tour of the National Mall which that's one thing I love about DC too is everything's so close together there's just so much history sandwiched in this spot and it's beautiful and I don't know the wet like I said the weather was just perfect and it was fun and I don't know I just loved it so we went and looked at the Lincoln Memorial, which Haley could say the Gettysburg Address faster than anyone I've ever seen in my life. I will insert the clip of that right here. And then we had a moment at the Washington Monument where there was a march in support of Iranian protesters, and it was deeply moving for me. Was it was it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it. I we just you see stuff them. on the news, right. but when you witness it in person and like you see the people's faces and what they're saying and their signs and, and their babies, it's, it's different. they were holding their babies, yeah. and it, oh, it was just so moving. And I think I posted about it on my stories, but it was it was beautiful and sad all at once. And I cried because I'm a crybaby. I can't help it. I'm a crybaby too. Yeah, well, I didn't cry this time, but. But I I was deeply moved by that, and that was amazing to see in person. After we witnessed that, we went and walked around a little more. We saw the National Tree, which was exciting. We did. I've never seen that in person. Smaller the, than I expected it, in person. Yeah. Beautiful. Still big, but smaller than I expected. Yeah. It's not like Rockefeller-sized tree. Yeah. I think I always expected that, but it wasn't. But It's it was, like hometown-sized Christmas tree. Yeah. It was very crowded there, too. It Everyone was. was wanting to we see it. We did see the Tennessee tree. We did. And it was weird because we knew that we were going to see the White House the next day, so we could see the Blue Room, like the tree in the Blue Room, from where we were standing. So it was weird, like, wow, we're here, but then we're going to be in there looking at where we are here tomorrow, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. It was a moment. I also want to talk about where we had dinner that night because we walked to dinner and it was delish. It was called Hamilton. The Hamilton. It was called The Hamilton. And it was amazing. It was vibey too. It was beautiful. It was. Lots of like dark wood and it was decked out for Christmas too. Great drinks. Great food. Highly recommend. 
very much highly recommend. I think they also have a music venue in the building too. Oh. So they have shows and different things. You can eat and watch a show. Also, gotta love Hamilton. Of course. I think the logo was like him with sunglasses on or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Loved it. It, it kind of felt Nashville-ish. So anyway, we went to bed that night and the next day we got up, we kind of laid in bed for a while because I am a lazy morning person when I'm on trips. All I want to do is lay in the hotel bed until I have to get up. We like sleep. Love room service. Live for it. Ooh, yeah. I think that might be a mom thing. I don't know. At, at the house, I'm responsible for like, well, we both are, but you know what I mean? Like I get up, get the girls breakfast, do all that kind of stuff. So at a hotel, like they clean up after me and they make my own bed and then they let me sleep in it as long as I want to. Like, and they bring you food to your door. Exactly. Heaven. Heaven on earth. After we got up, got ready, we went to, did we go to the Kennedy Center right then? Uh, we tried Arlington. We tried to go to Arlington and it was so crowded. And we had a certain time we had yeah. to be at the White House tour. I'll get more in depth into that in just a minute. But we decided to go to the Kennedy Center and look at their exhibit yeah. on President Kennedy. We didn't have to pay for that, did we? We had to pay for parking. Right. But the good thing about D.C. is everything's free. All the museums, everything. You don't have to budget. That kind of stuff, which is great. We visited the Kennedy Center and went to their exhibit called Art and Ideals, President John F. Kennedy. And it is located in the heart of President Kennedy's living memorial. This immersive exhibit uses the latest in digital technology to explore how the arts infused and informed the Kennedy presidency. And I thought it was great. It was. It was very well done. I mean, it's quick. It's a quick little walkthrough. It was like one big room. It had lots of stations for information. Yeah, it was beautiful. I really liked it. They played the speeches. There was all kinds of stuff to do. Really enjoyed that. I just wanted to note, too, that the special advisor to the president for the Kennedy Center is Rose Kennedy Schlossberg, which is his granddaughter, Caroline Kennedy's daughter. She is a lover of the arts, and uh, so I thought that was neat that she's on their staff. Very neat. Yeah. And then we were able to visit the White House because we were invited by the White House Historical Association. Which was wonderful. They had a holiday open house thing for, it seemed like it was like staff and yeah. the association, just people that worked, you know, in unison with the White House is yeah. what I gathered. I'm not quite sure. But I was thrilled to get to go. It was it was a moment for me because a couple of years ago, we were watching the White House decoration thing. We watch it every year. HGTV the special. special. Yeah. Yep. And... I remember I was like, God, what a what a absolute honor it would be to be in the White House of the holidays. We loved it so much that we did research on it, and I was going to try to volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to apply in October. It's a whole thing. I think we even put it on our calendar for me to apply to get there. And it was very surreal because I was invited to go. It was incredible. It's what it an was, honor crazy and such an honor and they allowed me to bring a guest which was wonderful so we lined up and we got ready to go into the white house and it was gorgeous it was breathtakingly gorgeous breathtakingly gorgeous their theme this year was we the people and i'm going to insert a clip right here of dr biden talking about it i've seen it everywhere i've gone when our country comes together we are stronger what we share is so much greater than the things that pull us apart. The soul of our nation is and has always been, we the people. And that is, yes. <laughs> and that is what has inspired this year's White House holiday decorations. The values that unite us can be found all around you. A belief in possibility and optimism and unity. Room by room, we represent what brings us together during the holidays and throughout the year. 
Also, here is a quote that the President and First Lady wrote in a welcome letter at the beginning of the commemorative 2022 White House Holiday Visitor's Guide. It says, As our country gathers for the holidays, traditions may vary, but our shared American values, a belief in possibility, optimism, and unity, endure season after season. And I think they did a beautiful job with this theme. It was perfection, of course. What was your favorite part? Uh, I think I loved, there were three different stations with parts of the Marine Band playing as mm-hmm. you went through. So as you first came in the doors on the East Wing entrance, there was probably a 10-piece band playing Christmas carols and songs. Yeah. Then inside in a different part, there were some flautists. And then a different part, they were playing the piano that's usually in the East Room and some other band it's members. The, that's the Roosevelt piano, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> you you know is. more than I do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the Roosevelt piano, which was during the Jackie tour. It was actually in the East Room. Yeah, it was great. It's I neat love to that. see in person, for sure. Um, I love that, too. I think that the hallway is breathtaking when you first walk in. All of the snow that they had done and, like, mirrors hanging from the ceiling. Yes. It was beautiful. It's one of the main shots that's been shown in everyone's photos. Yeah, I think that's, it's the hallway that connects the East Room entrance to the White House. The East Wing entrance? Or East Wing, yeah. It was beautiful. My favorite part is always the East Room. It's... I have a moment there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm emotional every time I walk in there. I say it every time, like I'm there all the time. This is my second time being <laughs> at the White House. But I'm very emotional of the history that happens there. And I always think it's interesting to see things in person because the East Room looks so much smaller in person than it does in photos to me. I mean, it's a big in room. In photos, it feels like it's massive. Massive, yeah. It's a big room, yeah. but it's not. You're always like, wow. It's, it just puts things in perspective of how they really are when you're actually really there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was beautiful. And I loved it so much. The blue room was stunning, of course. Uh, I don't think there was anything that I didn't think was stunning. Yeah. Everything was perfectly done. Gingerbread house was cool. Oh, yeah. That was neat to see in person, for sure. Huge. Yeah. It was very large. Mm -hmm. But it was beautiful. It was a magical, magical time. And this happened to me last time I was at the White House, too. But when it's time to exit, I was like, no, no. Yeah, it's just linger (laughs) at the exit. Let me stay. Um, but it was stunning and it was such an honor to be able to visit there during the hall at any point, but during the holidays was an extra magical experience. Oh, that's not it. That's not all of our trip. After that, we went to eat at Jackie. Oh yeah. Which guys highly recommend for all the Kennedy fans out there. It's a Jackie American Bistro. What area is it in? It was a a little bit of a drive. It's over by the baseball stadium i'm not sure baseball google field. it um i have no sense of direction everybody just so you know like I, I had to use my gps to get to where i went to college in my town until two weeks before graduation like it's it's bad but it was so chic they had it was very like pop art they had some really neat magazine covers that jackie was in they have a mural outside this beautiful if you follow me on instagram you saw that mural I don't know. It's really a neat place. The food was incredible. The vibe was incredible. And I just looked it up. It's right by the Nationals, Washington Nationals Park. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Jeff. Travel agent Jeff. Yep, there you go. <laughs> um, but it was it was wonderful. Highly, highly recommend. Also, go check out their Instagram because they had a New Year's Eve party that looked like a blast. Like it I did. almost, I wish we I could have flown there just for that. They had like Jackie impersonators and all kinds of that amazing been stuff. Cool. I know. It looked really cool. Um, but that concluded our trip. We headed to the airport after that. We picked out our magnet. We buy a magnet every trip we go on. We have a wall of magnets. It's <laughs> something else. It really is. Every single trip, we pick a magnet. Which, if you're looking for a fun tradition for yourself or your family or whatever, that's a fun one. It is. 
And our kids, I mean, we started it way before they were born, but they love to look at them and we pick which one's our favorites and they love to help us pick them out now if they're on the trips. And it's a fun, fun, which reminds me too, we forgot to mention Martin's had a Christmas ornament that we got. That was really cool. That's right. We got a beautiful Christmas ornament from Martin's. It's basically a painting of the restaurant. Yeah. It was what, 20 bucks? Yeah. It wasn't that that expensive. It was, it was worth it. And it was, it was magic. What a time. What a time. What a time to be What alive. was your favorite part of the entire trip? I think my favorite part of the trip, uh, I had several. I mean, I loved when we ate, always eating. Uh, <laughs> I loved walking around the National Mall, the White House, yeah. every single part, every single part. It was all great, wasn't it? The party was fun. Could yeah. not have asked for a better trip. I agree. I can't pick a favorite. I loved everything. I mean, I, the White House tour was dream come true, so I would say yeah. that was my favorite part. But I loved every single part, and we we had a great trip together. It was fun. Nice we little did. getaway before the craziness of Christmas. Absolutely. So that's really all I've got. We are hitting the ground running, ready for another year of Kennedy Dynasty. I need to look back at my goals from last year. I have them written down, and I need to make my goals for this year, but I'm pretty sure I accomplished nearly all of my goals for last year, which is such a blessing and so wonderful. And thankful for that and excited to try to meet some new ones this year. Killing it. We'll see what happens. Allison Holland, killing it over here. No, thanks. I, it's fun. It's it's fun to do. Next week, we're going to have an episode on JFK, RFK, and McCarthyism, which I'm really excited to dive into. Thank you to Anya for her additional research and help on the topic. Then the next week, I've got an interview with an author. And then, not sure what I'm doing the next week, but then the next week, I have another interview with an author and all kinds of books pushing for you guys and amazing things coming for this year. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when an episode drops because I'm kind of terrible at having a definite schedule of episode releases because mom life and I do what I can. So subscribe so they automatically download into your uh, wherever you listen to podcasts so that you've got the episode as soon as it's available. Also, make sure you're following me at Kennedy Dynasty on Instagram and Facebook. I've been doing better on Facebook, right? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. If you're so if you're a Facebooker, follow over there. I've shared lots of Kennedy family photos, ones that are rare or that I don't see normally. So if I ever find one that I'm like, ooh, I've never seen that before, I'll share it and keep you up to date with what's going on with the podcast. Check out the merch shop. As always, got some orders through Christmas, which was exciting. People ordering things for the holidays. Um, Haley even sent me a picture on Christmas morning of her wearing a Kennedy Dynasty shirt, which was so nice. So go get your merch. And yeah, so Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. This was fun. Absolutely. Sorry I'm not as entertaining as prior. but You are. <laughs> listen, you are beloved. Don't even. Okay. That's what You're they say. wonderful. And I just, I'm going to brag on Jeffrey for a minute. He's super cool. No, Allison's super cool. Okay, no, you. <laughs> Jeffrey's super cool. He has a sick job. Tell people what you do. Uh, I camera operate and film with drones for film and television. Yeah. It's fun. He's worked on some awesome movies and TV shows, and he's got a pretty cool job. It's a fun gig. It's a fun gig. I enjoy it. It is. So, Jeffrey's sick, honestly. So neat. So, honored that you are my husband. Love you. I love you. And I hope that we won't take two years for you to come back on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back sooner. Yeah. Then later. Also, he's the reason the podcast even sounds good because I am technologically challenged. Also, we fought twice during this recording because he would be like, hey, you need to move your mic, your mouth closer to the mic or you need to do whatever. Yeah, usually I just step so away and So we cut all watch. that out, but we love each other through <laughs> it. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't. You got to let me do my thing. I know, but it's, I don't. No, can't, yeah. You can't take it, yeah. can you? No, yeah. I can't. I can't take it. It's all right. <laughs> love you. Thank you. And I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep them
America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Hi, I'm Corey Nathan, and I host the Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other podcast. You can find us at politicsandreligion.us. That's politicsandreligion.us. We are your home for edifying, provocative, and fun discussions among high-profile public figures and regular folks like me. We talk about faith and politics and all kinds of topics that really matter in our culture. So if you're tired of screamers and extremists dominating the conversation and you want to join us and take some of that space back, if you want to better understand different points of view, if you appreciate some nuance and just having a little fun, you'll love talking politics and religion without killing each other. And remember, we're real easy to find. It's politicsandreligion.us. Hope to see you soon. We'd love to have you join the conversation on talking politics and religion without killing each other.